Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi, guys. Well, from a little bit rainy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to, well, we're going to be getting to your emails. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a little news, and we're going to be talking about our upcoming trip to the Bible Belt. <laughs> so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. We are... It's official, folks. This thing's no, happening. It's, it's totally happening. It's, it's on the calendar. It's going we down. Have dates. We have an itinerary. We look, look out south. Yeah, deep south. And yeah, we're 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 digging deep into the deep south. Oh yeah, we're it's 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 southern. Yeah, we're we're not doing no <laughs> no fake south. Yeah, this is we're, we're we're not calling. You know, we're not going to northern Missouri and calling right. it the south. Right. No, but. But we are doing a Bible Belt tour. Yeah. I mean, we should be clear about that. I mean, because yeah. some of where we are going to be going isn't technically the South. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, basically what we're looking for is uh, is stuff that would be pertinent to what we what we do here. The Bible Belt. Yeah. This is for you people. Yeah. We're, not, we're not doing this for our enjoyment. Oh, believe me. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> for us, it's not going to be fun. We better we're, have some fun. We're, we're going to make it look fun. <laughs> we're not going to have any fun. I can almost guarantee it. Well, Frank's not going to have fun. <laughs> I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> anyway. Right. Anyway. Well. Yeah. Um, do you know what tomorrow is, Daniel? Uh, it's Saturday. Yeah. And the, it's also uh, Mormon General Conference. Oh, that's Coming true. Up. We've talked about this before. Yeah. General Conference, the big twice-yearly uh, semi Semi-annual general conference. Oh, right? you know what we should. You know what we should have done. What we should have started with a general conference opening to our show. No, instead we should have had the the Motab Choir playing instead of the Red Rock Hot Club <laughs> from the crossroads of the West. Actually, no, that's uh, the spoken the from music and spoken word. Right. What did what did they even say at the I beginning? Don't, I don't I remember. Just, I don't know. You, you just the get, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. No, because it would be an Presents. announcer first, wouldn't it? Instead of it well, wouldn't... isn't that how the announcer talks? The announcer would probably be like very reverent, but it would be announcery. It'd be like, uh, from Salt Lake City. This is the General Conference. This is the hundred and twenty third General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, or something like that. I don't know the number. I just made that up. The 174th <laughs> semi-annual general conference. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no clue either. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's bringing up a, an interesting issue. Uh, oh, this yeah. Is, we've talked about this fact before. That the this is the first one where most likely people watchers of general conference, people who who are paying close attention, conference. Conference geeks, uh, observers, observers, uh, they are anticipating that a that this will be the first general conference in history since the founding of the Mormon Church that uh, where a woman will say a prayer. That's that's the word. That's the buzz on the street. Uh, yeah, it's very exciting. And um, <laughs> but anyways, it's it's brought up some stuff. I don't think that we would have seen um, one particular thing come up if this hadn't sort of been being talked about yeah which is i mean um you're gonna talk about a bunch of uppity women is bunch that, of, what, is that well, what you're gonna talk about there's some irony here actually 
<laughs> the women are not that uppity. Oh. Um, but um, there is a an online movement mm-hmm. in social media yeah. that is starting to push for um, uh, women in in the LDS Church to be ordained to the priesthood. That's... Which would allow them to hold leadership positions now, now let me and tell you local something. wards and congregations. As a and... former Mormon, that's pretty fucking uppity. Yo, no. It's really <laughs> uppity. Um, but um, according to a, a recent survey, um, uh, or a study, I guess, actually more than it was a survey, um, they found that only 10% of Mormon women actually kind of want in no yeah they don't want it they, they, they don't want it <clears throat> because but, because they are very carefully taught right that they need to be good mormon women that right. they have a different role in mormonism but men who answered the same question yeah uh do you think mormon women should hold the priesthood and chair equally in the administrative leadership of wards and stakes that was the question um 48 percent said yes holy shit Wow. <laughs> because let and, me and, tell you something. So, Mormon like, men are not famous for being progressive in any way mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. I mean, frankly, the women at 10%, that didn't surprise me because Mormon no. Mormon women are not. They're really good about. They, like, are, they know their, their place. place. Yeah. 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 Isn't that wow. remarkable? And, and so like. It's, That's it's kind really, of shocking. No, it's totally shocking. Um, but it's really begging um, a, a number of questions, mm. right? Yeah. Like, like first of all, oh, how how within one church could could men one community could men and women see such a fundamental issue so completely differently, right? And that the holders of the privilege of, of, of privilege, right, are so at least one in two. Is perfectly willing or, 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 or fine with the idea of sharing that privilege, right? And and inviting women into it, whereas you would expect those numbers to be flip flopped. Yeah, that's you, uh, that's bizarre to me. You, I, I mean, and maybe, and you would definitely not expect the numbers to be so so, the, the margin to be so wide. I'm 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 You'd not sure a narrower what to make margin, of this. and you would you would think that it would be flipped. I I don't know what I mean. Okay, gosh. Who are these guys? Well, okay. Here's some. Here's some. Uh, th- you know who it is? Just an article that I found. But... It's 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 men who uh, who have had too many administrative jobs in the church. Because here's what you have to understand, folks. Those of you who don't know anything about Mormonism, we've tried to educate you. Yeah. But here's the deal: Mormonism is run entirely by lay people, volunteers. There are no paid clergy. No paid. I mean. You know, when you get to the main, uh, the get, main uh, organization, the the central higher or, up in the hierarchy, yes, then people start to get paid. Oh yeah, but on the individual level, at each congregation level, and even at the level of the stake, which is the diocese, which is right. which is which is multiple congregations, all volunteers, all volunteers. Yeah, no one's getting paid. They're putting in probably crazy hours, full time hours. A oh, lot absolutely. Of them. My dad was was a bishop, and the hours required of that man were absurd. And even when he was just like on the the high council, it seemed like the number of hours were just just ridiculous. No, it's not like the women aren't putting in these kinds of hours too. Yeah, but they're that's put, true. but many women are putting in these kinds of hours and not doing really much of. I mean, they're visiting they're visiting the ladies in the ward. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot demanded of them, but it's is. very different. But but none of it is like responsibility for people, for people, or for the church, or for you I know, mean, a relief, administration. A Relief Society president is probably one of the few exceptions, but she's not really she's not in a leadership position. She is over Be, over, women. over women. She is, <laughs> um, and there are a lot of, re- but but mainly there's a lot of responsibilities mm-hmm. with being the Relief Society president because my mom was also Relief Society. Yeah, president. mine was too. And and I saw a lot of the work that she was doing, um, so, and and it did require a lot of her time. A lot I mean, when, of time. Yeah. I mean, there was one point when both when my dad was bishop and my mom was Relief Society president. <laughs> oh my god, that's I ridiculous. never saw my parents. My ever. mom, my mom said that at one point when she was Relief Society president. Uh, I, she says that I said, uh, they didn't ask me if you could be Relief Society president because I was all sad because mm. her time was was being mm-hmm. taken from yeah. me. Yeah, it's true. So some of the reasons that people are thinking that, that there might be this disparity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for one, w- w- looking specifically at the at um, at, at women mm-hmm. and why women might actually be holding on to. This feeling that it's it's a, this is a realm reserved for men. Mm. Um, uh, this this person was was kind of this Mormon blogger, a man. He was talking to his wife about this, and he's like, "Why do you think this is?" Okay. And she, one of the things that she said is actually a big long list, but one that really resonated with me was um, she said that other other women, um, some women may view the priesthood as a way to keep men deeply involved in faith and community. As a sort of spiritual <laughs> affirmation action, uh, affirmative action program, right? Oh wow! So that it's like it's keeping them out of trouble. I, th- I think Mormons know that one of their 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 best key secrets for retention and involvement is this lay practice, is the volunteer yeah. thing. Put them to work. Mormon missionaries. I mean, why why are so many young Mormons so active in their church? It's because they they they've gone out for two years. Dedicated so much of their and their, given every given, minute and paid for the whole thing. Yeah, and in 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 uh, service of their church. Yeah, and and so they they have these really good retention practices, these really good ways of keeping people in. Right, and and now, I think it's, it's, I think mind it's true. you, there I know some very progressive Mormons, uh, some Mormon men. You know, our our friend Jake, uh, who's a, a sometime listener to our program. Mm-hmm. Who uh, who's a, a, a an active Mormon? But mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt for a second that he would be totally fine with his wife having the priesthood and love it, and not for any reason other than he feels equality is right. Right, that's fine. But right. that does not account for most Mormon men. Well, one of the things that, that was also suggested is that, and and this I found in a couple different articles, mm. was this idea that Mormon men, you know, they're out in the workplace. They're interacting with women. They might have had a female boss, but sure. they most definitely have female co-workers. Mm-hmm. And they have come to the conclusion culturally, socially, sure. that women have just as much to offer. Women aren't completely worthless. And yet if, they if you let to, them out of the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they go to church and all of a sudden it's radically different. And there's right. these very separate roles and there's these very distinct you know, lines that you don't cross with regards to gender. Well, and as and it, and, and so it that kind of makes sense. Well, and okay, you know? so what a lot of this has led to is that there is now a a movement happening for women to get ordained to the priesthood. Yeah, and 
there's going to be during this general conference, there's going to be a, a group of women <clears throat> who are getting together, who are going to do a, a whole, you know, ordain women thing. Mm-hmm. And what they're pointing out, and this is true, mm-hmm. is that Joseph Smith, the founder of the Mormon church, actually intended for women to have a version of the priesthood. Absolutely. Well, the and, temple doesn't work without women having the priesthood. Well, but he, as my mom, who who is a church historian, said, uh-huh. uh, and and mom, you may need to write to me and, and, and clarify <laughs> something on this if I, if I get this wrong. But she pointed out to me that uh, he said something. Did we talk about this? He said, I turn the keys, I oh, yeah. turn the keys to you, mm-hmm. meaning I'm making Relief Society. Right. A priesthood calling. Right, but then Brigham Young came along and said, we turn these keys for you. Brigham. Oh, right. Brother Brigham. Oh, he, one little word. He wasn't He wasn't as into uh, equality. No. <laughs> he wasn't a fan of equality. No, no, no. Anyway, uh, so there you go. Uh, women uh, getting... getting. But it would, it would change the Mormon church in ways that I don't think <laughs> anybody who even oh is okay gosh. with it is ready to... to, to can you, to address. can you imagine? It would, I would love it. I mean, frankly, I, it, I don't care what happens to the Mormon church. I'm not a Mormon. I don't care. Right. It, except from sort of a fascinating, fascinated sideline position. Yeah. I might go. I might go to a Mormon. It might be enough to get me to, into a Mormon <laughs> church just to see a woman bishop presiding right. over, a, over a thing. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But then again, you Young know what? Young women pras- passing the sacrament. Can I just say something? You would assume that, yeah, that oh. would be the... Yeah, well, no, because the way the Mormons would do it, it would be, you have your own responsibilities. We're giving That's it... That's true. We're giving you get the you, priesthood, but... Instead of, you don't get the Aaronic priesthood or the Melchizedek priesthood, you get the 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 Judith priesthood. <laughs> you, you get the Sariah priesthood. I don't know. They'll just come up with some random biblical... Woman, the, the Saronic priesthood, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll just and then the, and then and then they'll keep doing what they're doing. Your your job is, uh, you know, you are, have the sacred responsibility well, of I, food for all the ward parties. <laughs> you get to bless all the food <laughs> for the ward potluck. Well, <laughs> bless and make. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean. I, you you would imagine I I would imagine there being a sort of a phase in period mm. right like if 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 they were like to somehow open it up there would be like well yes but the core leadership positions are still held by men the bishop has to oh, be yeah. a man you know oh, that yeah. that is a role that is that's a man's role you need a, a well let's but be, you can give blessings to your children when they're sick and you I'm, can yeah. I want to be and fair. I think you'd have to open up the, the the sacrament. I want to be fair to the Mormons here and just say, yes, that's probably true, but let's look at it logically. Mm-hmm. How the hell could you possibly administer to an entire ward mm-hmm. without a penis? <laughs> I don't see how it's even possible. It doesn't make any sense. It's <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's the way that I sort of. <laughs> Run my, I mean, it's, I can't imagine running my life without a penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My life, I'd be, just, I'd be lost. It doesn't make any sense. My life, I mean, <laughs> all those moments where I stand to pee, I would just be like, what am I doing? What is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awful. <laughs> the sacred, the sacred act of the Melchizedek standing to pee. <laughs> it's, it's one of the, one of the signs and tokens, isn't it? Mm, mm-hmm. Anyways, 
I'm going to move on now. Mm. Um, so I speaking, uh, this isn't about Mormons, but I am going to say that I once, I recently saw a post on Facebook from one of my Mormon friends that said something about the second coming. Oh, now, uh, I know that most of you out there in listener land know that Christians believe that Jesus will come again. Mm -hmm. Frank's making a face like he thinks I'm going for a a coming joke. (laughs) I'm not. Sadly, I was smiling about a joke that I completely let slide. (laughs) So, but you had to go there. Thank you. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) I was really trying to avoid that joke, actually. I don't know why. It's fine. Yeah. Now, my line that came to my mind and I... I, I didn't say it, but I'll say it since you brought up the topic was, oh, I had one of those the other night. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> to you and your boyfriend. Anyway, um, we, uh, we, so, so I, you know, I, I have heard multiple Mormons say that they believe that the second coming will occur in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, that's, that, that that's I've generally known to be a fact. The hope has always been there. No. And it, and I think most Mormons secretly believe that the world has either gotten so evil mm-hmm. or they are so good <laughs> that somehow the second coming will definitely occur in their lifetime. Oh, absolutely. No, they know it. They know that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm. I even think that there have been some, uh, I think some people that I know had their patriarchal blessings say that. Anyway. Yeah, you will. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's, Yeah. Anyway, uh, so there was, and this is actually a pretty, an old survey, but it popped back onto my radar recently, so I mm-hmm. thought I'd bring it up. Okay. Uh, how many, uh, and this was done by, I think, Pew. Uh, yeah, it was a Pew Research Center study, or okay. survey, rather. Um, let me, uh, how many, what percentage of U.S. Christians, we're not talking Mormons here, we're talking U.S. Christians, would you say, believe that Jesus will return to earth in the next 40 years? 85%. Well, no, but okay. <laughs> what? I, How, I would, what percentage? 27% say he will definitely return within the next 40 years. I thought that was a core Christian belief. Within 40 that. years? Oh, yeah, sure. It's, very, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's bound to happen. <clears throat> no, Really? They, it's, that's... that's lo- that's low. 27% definitely ret- will return. 20% probably will return. Um, okay. So almost so so 47%, almost 50% believe mm-hmm. that it probably or definitely will happen in the next 40 years. What do the rest of them believe? 10% definitely not in really? the next 40 years. Yeah. And well, tw- I and, think they're bad Christians. And 28% probably not. Also faithless they have no faith or they're just looking at the the data and saying you know it hasn't happened for the last two thousand years Mm, the 40 years is a pretty small sliver two thousand two thousand years like if if we're not getting close (laughs) right well you know if we're not close to the, i mean like seriously no, no, no. how Here's, many years past 2000 can you go before he, jesus is going to come a back? lot because we all know that god likes round numbers so since he skipped the 2000 one right but that whole gregorian to julian mm. calendar oh, thing that. you know like that. you know maybe maybe it, maybe 
So that like it, that threw off the year. I mean, is, and and is year one <laughs> his birth or is year one his death? Because if it was his, if year one was Jesus' birth, then this two thousandth anniversary of his death Absolutely. comes up in twenty three, you know, three or whatever. And the, then, mm-hmm. so that's within forty years. Ben Hur starts with <laughs> the line in the year of our Lord, mm. which is anno domini, right? Right? Yeah. A D. Yeah. In the year of our Lord, his birth. The year of our Lord. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean his birth. No, but it starts with his birth. Yeah, okay. And then, so then, yeah, maybe we got... Then her. Well, <laughs> well, that is a definitive source. I think, you're, I think you've nailed it down. Thank you. I think you got it. Thanks. So anyway... That's, what I, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I think we're all, I, we're all just on pins and needles. <laughs> Jesus, what's the holdup? Yeah. We are waiting here. Mm-hmm. We're just, you got people waiting. It's kind of rude. Jesus is being kind of a dick about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he is. I mean, first of all. He's kind of, he's gone past fashionably. First of all, he, he is late because he said this generation shall not pass. Yeah. And, and then the generation passed. Like, how many generations Oh, it's been, point? it's been probably six. He's weird. At least. I am never going to invite him to a party. Right. He'll show up at four in the morning when everybody's gone home and expect you to feed him. Yeah. He's that kind of a yeah. savior. Yeah. God, Jesus, come on. He has such a messianic complex. <laughs> God, he just thinks <laughs> he thinks the sun, moon, and stars just rotate around him. Oh, absolutely. Just because he just because he created them. God. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, Jesus, you're so rude. You were supposed to come and change that water to wine, right? right? Instead, this party cost us a lot of money. It didn't have to. We had to Jesus. pay for our own wine <laughs> and catering. Hello, <laughs> I bought one loaf and one fish and was hoping for the best. Yeah. And what did you do? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You showed up late. Yeah. With holes in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rude. You know, okay, never mind. I'm not going to, I was going to go down roads and no, we're, we're just going to keep it. Well, I have another Jesus story. Jesus. Surprisingly. Um, surprise, surprise. We're talking about Jesus. Um, so did you hear about, the, I didn't hear about this when it first happened. Uh, there was this professor at uh, Florida Atlantic University um, oh. who um, caused quite the hubbub, um, got a lot of negative media attention over an activity that he had in his class uh-huh. where uh he um he 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 said students were told okay so students were told to write jesus on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and step on the paper oh <laughs> i can see this as being problematic yes in fact um and it was um <laughs> Apparently, it was part of a, um, well, it was supposed to, it was meant to start a discussion about the meaning of symbols, mm-hmm. um, because it's it was some kind of like um, transcultural or intercultural uh, communication class. Okay. So, it was like trying to help the students understand the what dif- they the hold between... of like incredible deep value, right? right? What they hold, what, what, what would make them incredibly uncomfortable to do. That, that, that other cultures have things that are equally 
that. So I believe, he's, I believe that was the point. Of okay, this. right. And, and he's kind of pointing out the difference between a representation of a thing and the thing and the thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so, um, so anyways, one of the students um, protested right. and was vocal about it in class. And yeah. after class, apparently, um, walked up to him, sort of punching his own hand. Yes. And was something along the line of, teach, I'm going to get you, or something like that. Oh. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. Um, I'm, I can't remember exactly what he said, but his safety was definitely threatened. Oh. And so he filed a report with the campus police. Yes. And the student was, um, I believe, kicked out of school. Or at least put on some sort of administrative, like... There, there was some action taken against the student. Oh, and oh dear. Um, the, the student was punished. He wasn't kicked out. Okay. Um, and so, anyways, it hit the media. Yes. And of course, as the media is prone to do, <laughs> they made him the, the an bad activity guy. that the professor had done numerous times, and he actually found in the instructor's manual. Oh, really? <laughs> Caused him a lot of trouble. Well, doy. You know what? If you don't see trouble coming when you do this one, yeah, forget it, about it. Yeah, it does seem like a no-brainer. I can see, though, why you would want to go to that kind of place, though, as a professor. Sure. In I order mean, to, to, spark, to get something that, that is so obvious and that will really stir right. difficulty, you know, that will cause very difficult emotions and conflict in the students right. about what they should do next. Sure. Right? And again, um, you know, this, this, this is a man who purportedly is also very religious, very much a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to step, he doesn't want to stomp on Jesus. No, he just, he wants to point out the difference between out... Jesus and a piece of paper. Exactly. Or even, yeah, I mean, yeah. Or yeah, I mean, uh, well, I get it. I mean, I get it. People are really sensitive to this sort of thing. Well, yeah. Really sensitive. Yeah. I mean, but and, and I, I mean, it goes pe- to show that these probably these same Christians would get all kinds of laughy, yeah. jokey about, you know, stupid Muslims who can't mm-hmm. even look at a picture of their of their prophet. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really? And that's probably that's very likely where this discussion was supposed to go. Right. You know? Well, you know what's interesting to me? There was a... I, because it's conference weekend, I just flashed on this. There was a protester one year at conference weekend. And every now and then I like to go to Temple Square mm. to watch the the Mormons oh, yeah. go to their general conference. Okay. And there was a guy who was throwing the Book of Mormon on the ground. Oh, no. He had it attached to a string and then he would reel <laughs> it back and he would throw it on the ground and then he would he held a Bible and he was challenging people. I dare you to see what happens when you throw my Bible on the ground. Your Book of Mormon's trash, but I dare you to see what happens when you th- <laughs> like. He was threatening, clearly threatening violence if someone would throw his Bible on the ground. Oh my god! Which I really should have done. That would have been interesting to see. Anyway, I mean, he didn't look like he was that tough of a guy. But right. I mean, just shut up. It's well, a bunch yeah. of words. Yeah. It's just a bunch of words. It's yeah. not the thing. Right. It's it's not God. It's not God. Because guess what, folks? You can't. God's all powerful. Is that what you were going to say? Uh, I was just going to say there's no God. <gasps> what? I know. What? I know. So I don't see how you could possibly be in that book. <laughs> <laughs> so 
How do you throw something that doesn't exist on the ground? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So that's just a book, dude. Yeah. It's a book. Yeah. It's a book. Yeah. He was, With, he was fishing for Mormons. Yeah. He was yeah, throwing that's funny. a Mormon. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It's cute. It, it was cute. I like it. Right. He was not cute. <laughs> he was not. He was. He was. He was for not. For some reason, I, I don't find that hard to believe. Not a pretty man. Yeah. Hey, so I wanted to talk about something that happened. Um, some people threw it, <clears throat> pointed it out on our Facebook, but it also was just <clears throat> all over everywhere. It was mm. the North Carolina thing. Oh, um, oh yeah, I know. Who was it? About. Who is it that put it on our Facebook? I'm going to look that up real quick. I think it was Jeremy hmm. who originally posted. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so thanks, Jeremy, for posting that to us. Um, but most of you may have seen something about this. Uh, the the some 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 state senators in North Carolina decided that they could uh, decided, and I, well, apparently this was a response to an ACLU um, uh, lawsuit, okay, which was trying to block commissioners in uh, in what county in Rowan County, North Carolina, trying to okay. block them from opening their their. Uh, their county commissioner meetings with a Christian prayer. Mm. So the ACLU is trying to block that from happening. And the response is for state legislators to come up with a bill that says, basically, (laughs) we don't have to listen to the Constitution. We're a sovereign state. We can have a state religion if we want to. Nanny, nanny, (laughs) boo-boo. Somehow I don't think that would fly. Well... No, I don't think so, too. I think that that's basically saying, hey, who's up for another civil war? Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, uh, they did kill the bill. Right. It's now dead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it basically, they were really serious about this. They it, they said, uh, the, the law itself said that uh, the North Carolina General Assembly asserts that the Constitution of the United States of America does not prohibit states or their subsidiaries from making laws respecting an establishment of religion. The Establishment Clause seemed pretty clear to me. <laughs> but not to them. Doesn't no. a, they, to them it doesn't apply to states. No. And then the other the other section that they that they threw in there was that uh the North Carolina General Assembly does not recognize federal court rulings which prohibit and otherwise regulate the state of North Carolina, its public schools, or any public uh, political subdivisions of the state from making laws respect, respecting an establishment of religion. Also problematic. Mildly so. <laughs> Mildly so. They are saying we don't have to listen to the federal government at all or the yeah. founding documents. Right. These are the same people, I guarantee you, these are the same people who would pound that stupid, that that constitution like Did crazy. you call the constitution stupid? Yes. No, I called it, yes. I guess I did. <laughs> you were That's not to. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that they would they would hold up a, a piece a of paper, copy of this, oh. yes, a, 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 a symbol, if a you symbol. will, yeah. of the Constitution, <laughs> and they would scream and shout about, you know, about guns. Yeah, these people, you know, if you tell, oh, yeah. if you said, oh yeah, we should, we should control all guns, we should ban guns. Oh, it would be would, straight to the Constitution. It would be the Constitution. They would, they would, would be, be draped sh- around their shoulders. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. would, they would suddenly re-wallpaper their office in Constitution <laughs> paper. It would be. 
All yeah. Constitution, all the time. And the Supreme Court says... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you can't take my guns away. <laughs> and then when it doesn't, when, when it says something they don't like, that shit don't apply here. <laughs> you can't tell us what to do with your damn Constitution. That shit don't apply to us. We are a sovereign state, That's motherfucker. Funny. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. That's harsh. Well, you know... If the if the uh, if if the southern shoe fits, do they have southern shoes? We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out if there I, are. I think they're just Reeboks. <laughs> I don't know. BK British Knights. <laughs> Remember those? I do. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Are you are you done ranting? Uh, yeah. It was a it was a it little was a, rant. Yeah. It was a cute yeah. little rant. You, you feel better? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I ranted. <laughs> All right. Well, I have, um, I've got one that I absolutely kind of adore. Oh yeah. Um, so apparently, um, a group of polygamists in Bluffdale, <laughs> which Bl- is a Salt Lake suburb. Yeah. People. Um, we still have those. Oh, oh, we have plenty. Lots of polygs. Yes. Um, they are asking Bluffdale to alter zoning to allow a retirement community of polygamists. Uh, <laughs> what do you do with your old polygamists? <laughs> you send them to a retirement community. But you don't want to. You don't want to send them to a retirement community where they're not going to understand that he is with her and her and her and her. No, you need special. This is a spe- community with special needs. What about what about their dozens of children? Why aren't they taking care of them? Or child brides? Yeah, well, oh, that's it. You just marry some younger mm-hmm. and younger women and mm-hmm. have that. They have to take care of you and all of their sister wives. I thought that's what. <laughs> that's was. how you do it. Uh, a polygamous retirement community. Yeah, that was the point. Wow. Okay. Isn't that a crazy, crazy, crazy thing. I mean, it, there's almost nothing more to say than than just the fact that it's happening. But it anyways, just, it's it, the, it um, sounds like they need meals and meals and meals and meals on yeah. wheels. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or just meals. Yeah, it's already plural. <laughs> yes, meals on wheels is already it, plural, Dan. But it's not funny. Okay. Well, it's the Apostolic uh, United Brethren. Um, are asking um, the city to rezone 26 acres from the uh, from agricultural to residential, um, <laughs> and uh, they apparently city planning staffers uh, have noted that there is adequate infrastructure mm. to to accommodate development, and they've recommended approval for the, of the change. I'd like to point something out to our listeners, which is that <laughs> while it's universally acknowledged that we still have polygamists in our midst here in utah <laughs> and that they're fairly you know they're they, they don't all stand out they well and they don't all they do run the gamut so we do have in utah some small communities that are that are the compound style communities that we're right. all afraid sort of, of the, the big are, love style right right well, Big Love had both. Big they Love did have both. The, I mean, the main family suburban. in Big Love was was what we're talking about right. here, which is suburban sort of mostly fit in, yeah, uh, style polygamous. These are still illegal uh, unions. Oh yeah, these people are still breaking the law. Nobody enforces it. No, no. 
I think that that's amazing that we're we're doing a story about like polygamists doing X or polygamists doing Y, and everybody knows. Like, right? They're they're nobody's hiding what the organization, who the organization is no. that is asking <laughs> the city to change some zoning. I mean, it's 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 basically it's you could say you know oh the the local drug dealers are trying to do uh, you. It's a, it's against yeah. the law, people. Yeah. Local drug dealers are trying to have a retirement community. Now, here's the deal. I and I think it shouldn't be against the law if there if everybody's a consenting adult. Sure. I think it I I mean nothing wrong with it. I have no problem as with people with the, adults marrying adults and as many in in, in whatever in, arrangement you want to do. Exactly. And in theory, okay. Right? Right. But in, unfortunately in practice when it's pushed underground, right? not necessarily always okay exactly when 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 it's not out in the open you need government to be you know throwing some light onto it you need to be able to see what's going on you need you need the polygamist to feel safe to come out into the open yeah and then when there's abuse issues or underage issues underage issues all of that stuff can actually be dealt with on the on 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 those facts, right? Rather than the fact that okay, some dude has three wives. Right? Who cares? Who the fuck cares? Who cares? I don't. You could have I mean, four if, wives if, if and all six husbands, women and that's fine with me. Are are consenting? Consenting adults. And ha- and exactly. Right. And 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 have and have truly had a choice. Right. I mean, you say consenting, but it, it almost like mm. it like right like. We, yeah, we because, are talking because about a community if, if that is if you're raised in but you know what? Unfortunately, you can't everybody everybody's raised in a a sort of series of dogma. Yeah. And there's there's very little you can do about that. Yeah. But as long as they are of legal consenting age mm-hmm. and they enter willingly mm-hmm. into it, yeah. fine. Yeah. But you can't control that, as you say. But while it's underground. While while it's underground, it while be, it's illegal, it becomes the mafia. Right. You have to get the FBI involved to penetrate into it. Right. And right now we don't know we don't even know the p- percentage that are truly consenting. But again, you bring it into mm. light and that consent becomes something that's a little bit more right. um easy to see whether or not it's legit or right. not. Yeah. Uh, uh, if it's in the light, if it's out in the open, a woman could feel free to say, I'm not comfortable. Mm-hmm. I was brought into something that I didn't like. Well, guess what? She can go through the courts and get a divorce. <clears throat> yeah. She can have all the proper, uh, I mean, if the guy was abusive or yeah. if uh, she overly can feel con- like she can call the police. There can now be court orders that like, yep, help this woman. You know, but while, it, but while it's illegal, she feels like she doesn't have that option she because no she's already into, she's already yeah. participating. She's essentially a criminal. Yeah, and criminals don't feel like they can ask for protection from in the law. That is true, but there you, you can ask for rezoning. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> well, duh. That's clearly obviously clearly. obviously you need to be able to build your uh, your buildings. <laughs> so there you go. Yep. Well, at least the, at least they're building to code. That sounds <laughs> that's very nice. Uh, although looking at some of those places, you gotta wonder. Yeah, I don't. Some, I've never been there. No, driving around in like uh, Harriman and whatnot, you drive by some of those uh, little compounds. Little uh, some of those places look a little. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's probably because they're not finished. Yeah. <laughs> 
How can you finish when you don't know how many wives you're going to continue to have? <laughs> you know, you're going to you always amass. leave one wall undone. Yeah, yeah, you got to you got to be able to build an hallway. You got to build another. It's it's like the Winchester Mansion. <laughs> yeah, you just got to keep being able to build. Yeah. More than half of Americans mm-hmm. uh, think the Bible has too little influence on a culture mm. uh, that they see in moral decline. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, yeah, okay. so, so, that you know, more, more Americans love their Bible. I, I agree with that statement. Uh, unfortunately they don't read it <laughs> according to a new study. I would probably also agree with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. 80% of people in America think the Bible is sacred and, um, it, nobody reads it. Yeah. Nobody reads it. Yeah. It's it's That's sad. It's pretty funny. They don't uh 57% of people only read their Bible four times a year or less. And what? if I That's read also... and if I read your Bible, I'm taking it to mean here that like, you know, dragging it out for a verse or two mm. counts as reading your Bible. Probably. Yeah. Doing that thing where you're like, please Lord Jesus, just tell me what I need to know. <laughs> and just throwing it open and putting your finger. <laughs> Exactly. And being like, oh, well, I don't see how that applies. Right, right. Or when when Joel Osteen makes you take out your Bible and hold it up and recite right. a thing or right. whatever, that counts as reading your Bible. Sure. Sure. Or when, when your pastor, when you open it up to follow along as your pastor says something. Right. I, I don't read my Bible. <laughs> doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. You need to actually read the thing. You need to get in there, folks. There's some good... There's some good moral lessons for modern living. No, there aren't. In that book. Nope. Nope, there aren't. <laughs> that's that's the takeaway. Is there really aren't good lessons. It's just it's it's like begat, begat, begat atrocity. Begat, 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 begat something crazy. Begat, begat, she turned into salt for no reason. Yeah. Begat, begat, I had sex with, you know, four monkeys and a and a potato. Who did that? Oh, that's in Second Kings. I think. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly. That might, a I'm, potato. It's, really? a, it's a it's a it's an interesting translation. Mm. I don't know if you. Uh, hmm. Yeah, hmm. that might not be right. Hmm. That might not be right. So not the King James version. <laughs> what were you doing? Not re- or reading something other than the King James version, Dan. The King James version is lovely. Yeah, it's poetic. Sure. And wrong a lot of the time, as it turns out. <laughs> badly translated a decent Aww. percentage of the time. Oh, well, they 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 had a lot of political things they had to navigate when they yeah. were when they were. Yeah, well, it's but it's the only version the Mormons will read. It's true. It's they're the, very uncomfortable with other versions. It's the only mer- version that the English read, le- reading mm. Mormons will will read. There's this legend of the of this German translation mm. that's much better. That's oh, like really? the the. Apparently Joseph Smith said it was it was the best translation or something. I don't remember. Wow. I would have thought that his translation was the best <laughs> translation. Well, that is the best, but he didn't translate the whole thing. Oh. He did inspired translations from papyri. <laughs> from unrelated texts. From texts that had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> All right. Which well. way, which by the way. Don't read that every bit as much as you don't read your Bible, yeah. and then you'll be in fine shape. Well, the one statistic that, about the Bible that mm. I think is really kind of fun, mm. um, or at least 
is it related to this conversation is that there are 4.4 bibles per american household indeed there are yeah yeah and yet nobody reads any of them yeah i mean but here's the here's the fact of the matter i probably have three just all by myself yeah i've got i've probably got four uh, there's probably two per person here in my household. Yeah. Yeah. There <laughs> and, you go. You're and f- I've got it digitally on my iPhone. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, I mean, that's also no, in fairness, part of this. I use that, mine for work, for this. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't pull it out for this. If I need a Bible verse, I use the internet. <laughs> so really, there's only, there's like one big Bible. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is a great way yeah. to uh, to interact and to go and like us there. We got we, we're, we got 400 likes now. Yeah, it's crazy. But we're shooting for 1,000. I think we need 1,000 people to like us <laughs> before, I, before, that, we, before we feel valid we, as we've human always, beings. What's funny about that, Dan, is we've always set very sort of close and achievable goals right and i'm not saying that a thousand's not old like someday eventually achievable, achievable. eventually <laughs> it seems like okay sure we'll hit a thousand but at 400 i don't know it seems like shooting for 500, 500. <laughs> or 450 450 no so. everybody everybody all of you need to click this thing and get your friends too yeah, even your most christiany friends. there aren't more than enough of you <laughs> listening to this right now who could get us over a thousand? Oh yeah, easy. So we we see the numbers. We know yeah, how many of we you know out, how many are out there. there. So this whole four hundred number—that's some bullshit, right it's there. It's not cutting it anymore. People. <laughs> We're furious. <laughs> we are furious with you. <laughs> or if you if you don't want to interact with us on Facebook, I actually totally get it. So many. No, I know. Why would you want? I don't go around liking things on Facebook. No, no. but we're, but we're fun. Yeah, we're fun. No, that's fine. Anyway, um, uh, if you if you want to interact in a different way, you can email us. Mm-hmm. That would be podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Tis true. There's also a voicemail number mm. that you can leave. A vo- like, we're not going to pick it up. Okay. It's just going to answer itself. That is true. And the number for that is 424-666-8442. Feel free to leave us messages. If you're in the United States, that doesn't thinking. cost you. Oh, it does cost you. But well, if you're on your cell if phone. If you have a cell phone. It doesn't cost you nobody does. Nobody worries about long distance charges anymore. Just call the number. Say yeah. hi. It's true. It's not going to hurt you. All right, cool. Well, it might hurt you a little bit. I don't yeah. know. All right. Well, we've got a little bit of audio uh, for you. Yeah. As we like to do. Um, and this is, um, well, I don't know. Do we need to set this up? It's Just play it. It's okay. so good. They say that I uh, make the contention that gays caused the Holocaust. This is wrong. I've been very clear in my writings and everything I've said that the Nazi Party is responsible for the Holocaust. But how did the Nazi Party come into being? The Nazi Party, ladies and gentlemen, was formed in a gay bar in Munich. And historians agree that... Hitler's earliest enforcers, the stormtroopers, the brown shirts, were almost without exception homosexuals. So it was homosexual thugs that helped Hitler to form the Nazi party. In other words, no homosexual thugs, no homosexual brown shirts, no homosexual stormtroopers, no Nazi party. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> 
You know what we should do tonight? We should first, we, what we should do is we should totally go out and like murder some Jews, like early though, because I totally want to hit the club after. Yes. That would be great. Yes. And because, you know, nothing makes me want to dance, like <laughs> killing some Jews. <laughs> Hi, Hans. <laughs> oh, hey. Hi, Hey, hey Hans. <laughs> Oh my god. Hey, uh, hi, Dita. Dita. <laughs> Dita. Hello. <laughs> hi, Dita. What is this guy talking about? I, Fisher. <laughs> Fisher is his name. I think we this, guy, before. Th- this guy went into the Hofbräu house in Munich once, saw two gay guys, <laughs> and was like, I get it now. Nazis are gay. It totally makes sense. <laughs> I totally. That now his mustache makes sense. <laughs> He was doing some. G- he was a dandy. He was, he was damn queer, is what he was. <laughs> what the hell? He, he really I, must be basing that the, on exactly nothing. I don't. I, somebody out there, do some research and figure out if there was ever anything that actually claimed that the Nazis started with a little. But it's, it's enclave of gay. Preposterous! <laughs> like the idea that I mean, because he's saying they were all. They were all homosexuals. Just the higher ups, just just the brown shirts and the uh, well. The, I don't know. Did he not notice that the gays were one of the groups that were being rounded up and murdered? No kidding, right? He didn't. Nah, he didn't notice that. Or or maybe uh-huh. that's maybe that's how you cover your tracks as yeah. a gay conspiracy. <laughs> you kill a bunch of maybe These were maybe some all seriously they were, closeted. Maybe Nazis. all they were killing. Were the were the homosexuals that rejected them? Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, we'll get that bastard Klaus. I loved him, and he turned me away. I'm going to kill him. Put him in the concentration camps. Oh, Is that too sad for it you? It makes me sad. <laughs> it does, Dan. It's sad, but... Yeah. Because... Don't worry, don't worry, Frank. It didn't really happen. Yeah. But the I... gays didn't cause the Holocaust. I'm just, you know, I just feel bad for Klaus. Oh, Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Oh, yeah. that really makes me sad. <laughs> All we right. can't go down that road. All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. I'm got, we've got some, uh, some, some emails Ooh, from folks. Yeah, uh, okay. Getting to, to a few things that, that, you know, we got a little bit ago, and, and, and so most of them are just from this week. Okay. Uh, we had one from Mia or oh, Maya. Right. Uh, who who um, said she had an experience? Um, she was hanging out with some atheists, some fella, some friends, and they were talking about religious topics. Um, and uh, it occurred to her that within her group of friends, uh, they they were insulting people uh, just because they believed in God. Mm. And yeah. she said she said a light bulb went off, and she thought about us. Oh wow! And how we don't think that that's necessarily a good thing right. to just just because someone believes in god to just dismiss them out of hand right so she w- and she says i was disgusted at that moment with my friends and told them so a person's belief is their belief and it is their choice to change and no person uh be they religious or atheist should force someone to comply to a set of beliefs not their own hmm. well said yeah that is um it does make you a soft 
atheists. <laughs> so, yes, if we're if we're going by by David Silverman's terms, <laughs> way to go, softy. <laughs> you makes, makes you a squishy atheist. <laughs> You're just squishy and moist. <laughs> You're just squishy moist atheist is what you are. You're not hard. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> She, yeah, the the truth of the matter is that, you know, I know what it's like to be a believer. Yeah. And I know that what I had to go through mm-hmm. to get out of this, this isn't just about someone's belief system. It's about an identity. It's about mm-hmm. a lot more psychologically deep stuff than just a dogma. Right. It's not easy to get out of. And so if we're going to be completely disrespectful of the beliefs of the of the believers, mm-hmm. we're being stupid. Now we wow, don't have. Dan, we, we those, don't, those are some. Those are some big guns. Mm-hmm. So we're being stupid. We as as, as the as general a we. Yeah. He, I mean, the, we can be disrespectful of specific beliefs. We can such we, as we can, the audio we just listened to. <laughs> right. We can choose to think that some of those beliefs that people believe are stupid. But, but the that bo- the the thing. Is 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 dumb, right? Is exactly. The Not belief, the, the belief itself, is stupid. Right. But you don't have to be stupid to believe stupid things. No, I, for instance, believe many stupid things. I'm sure. Yes. That I don't even know are stupid. Oh, I, I can think of a couple. <laughs> I believe, for instance, that Frank's a jerk, <laughs> and that's stupid, and, and that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for writing in, Mia Maya. Yeah. Thank you. Me-ia. My-ia. Uh, we got one from uh, the Facebooks. Jennifer wrote to us uh, on Facebook, and she, I wanted, I wanted to bring this up with you, Frank. She says she was wondering if you, if you could talk about missions oh, in yeah. one of our episodes. Yeah, yeah. She I says, what this. happens? What are the logistics? Uh-huh. Who, who pays and where do you live, et cetera? Uh-huh. What are the expectations? And how do you feel about those expectations? Right. Is riding bikes a requirement? <laughs> That's funny. So, Franklin, you, you, uh, between the two of us, you're the one that actually went on yes, one of these it's things. True. I know a bit about it, but we'll, I will defer to you to talk about missions. First of all, bikes, mm. while seemingly ubiquitous um are not a requirement no you you and i drove past some walking some on foot missionaries just yesterday well and in this neighborhood in this neighborhood good god what is up with this neighborhood and the mormon missionaries it doesn't have as many mormons anywhere in salt lake that the university neighborhood doesn't have as many mormons and i lived up there for maybe 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 it's because there are more poor people here and yeah. brown people, so they feel like they can actually make some headway, as opposed know. to educated it's crazy, people. Though. It is absolutely crazy, this neighborhood. But anyways, um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, yeah, so not not required. In fact, I was I served my mission in Rome, Italy, and we just rode public transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some one missionaries get cars. Bike. Yeah, that's true. Some missionaries do get cars. A lot of, a lot of missionaries get cars. Um, yeah, it just depends. It your, does. your mode of transit is not like... But here's the, the thing... Uh, integral part of the, the church thing. is not paying for you to do this no in fact so, i was going to get to that the, that's part of why it's kind of up in the air how you travel because because uh, cars on, are only going to come to you if you're in a wealthy on a on a mission where there are members around who are willing to provide a car that's not true what that's not true okay so the way that the way that the whole financing of a mission works is um it used to be that the, certain missions cost a certain amount of Every month, 
And so there were really expensive missions in like Japan and Europe, and there were really cheap missions in uh, South America. And yeah. in, in the United States, it was kind of the middle of the road, right? Right. And so people often would get sent to places kind of based on their own socioeconomic background. What they could afford. So wealthy kids often went to, to Europe. Now, there, there are means of subsidizing it because, of course, you are paying for it. But then there are often members of your ward who are willing to chip in. Right. Or the general mission fund of the church if they can't find anybody to pay um, um, to help you out, right. right? Then, then the general mission fund will help pay for your mission. Sure. Um, and but they're of course looking at your fi- like your parents' income and your like where you're coming from in order to determine whether you even qualify. From my yeah. understanding, yeah. So, how did it work for me? Well, by the time I was on my mission, they had done away with that system, and all stateside missions caught. Was was there a two tier? I think it was single tier. All missions in the entire world cost the same amount every month. For the family of the missionary. For the fam- for how much you're paying to go on the mission. Right. right? Um, and I can't remember how much it was. It was like 350 or $450 a month or something like that. Oh, so that it all and goes so into a kitty. It goes into a general fund, and then it's redistributed based on how much a specific area costs. Sure. And so um, in fact, it had to be more than that. But anyways... Um, so in my mission, all missionaries received once a month, uh, 350,000 lira, <laughs> which was roughly the equivalent of $6, Yeah. Right. And that was cash for our bus passes and for food and anything that we need to pay for ourselves. Right. The mission office actually covered our apartments, the rent for our apartments. This is not necessarily the way that it works everywhere some places the missionaries have to kind of cover their own rent from my understanding um but within ours we had wildly expensive apartments and utilities and everything and so all those bills just went straight to our mission office in rome and they paid for everything right like that they handled all those bills and so and so so yes you're paying for it yourself and they've made it fair in in effect, they made it fair. You still ha- can have like you know a debit card that you bring along, right? That you uh, for an account that your parents put money into, and you have a little bit extra. But the one thing they do ask you is to is to live off of the the money that you receive each mm. month to to eat from that money they, because they don't it's want very likely that if rich you're elders wealthy, and poor elders. Yeah, exactly. Your your poor companion probably can't keep up with you, right? Right. Um, if you were spent but but you do have money if you wanted to buy some souvenirs or buy some books or whatever kind of those incidental type things right feel free to spend your own money but otherwise it was definitely live off of what you get indeed live simply and we but, did but we, my understanding with transportation sorry you you shut me down earlier but my understanding with transportation at least is in terms of like who gets cars and stuff is that it's to do with where you are and whether that ward has some has some means to get to get you around I mean, they're that I don't I can't speak for every mission in the world, but the way that it worked in our mission is that all the cars that were driven by missionaries were owned by the mission. Okay. And purchased by the mission to be mission cars. And it, so they were owned by the LDS church. Right. And that's that's always been my understanding is that it's But does every mission get like, cars? No. Or is that based on where it, it's, where it's it based is? on need and typically well, that's what I was saying. Typically the cars are going to go to 
um, missionaries who are sort of in leadership positions. Okay. So like your right. zone leaders will, will probably have a car because right. they've got some, uh, a certain amount of area that they have to cover. Indeed. Um, unless it's a zone that's in strictly within a city limit, such as in Rome, we had a, a, a couple zones that were just in the city. Our zone leaders didn't need to have a car. Okay, so I'm going to push us along on okay. this because uh, Jennifer asked a couple of other questions. Okay. She wants to know, she she recently uh, was in Salt Lake City and uh, she stayed in a house that had been vacated by two elderly, elderly people, or elderly. Elderly, I like elderly. Elderly people. Yeah, sure. Who had gone on a mission. Yeah. She was under the impression it was all teenagers. Okay. So, this is a good one. When you're... Actually, once you're married, um, you could you could go on a mission. But it's kind of always just reserved for older folks. Once the because, birds are out of the nest. Exactly. It's something that you do in your retirement if you're financially stable enough. Mm-hmm. And these folks have to pay for their own. I don't think that... Right. That, because these are these are considered typically not proselyting missions right and these often yeah, they're are... not going to go door to door they're right. not going to you're not going to get your door knocked by right. an older couple and so they they're they're kind of service <laughs> missions and oftentimes these um the, the these couples will go out and they'll get assigned to like you know wards or branches where there's only a handful of 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 of, of members of the church right and the 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 husband will be like the branch president, mm-hmm. and the wife might be the Relief Society president, and they're sort of helping the locals learn how the church works. Right. right? What basically what it the what it really boils down to is, oh crap, this little ward, this little group, they don't know how to be Mormon right. Right. Exactly. So let's send some people from Salt Lake City, some old folks who mm-hmm. have been in it their whole lives yep. and who get it like right. in their marrow. Right. Let's send them in to uh, sort of model how you do Mormon correctly. Right. And so it could be that. It could be like a genealogy mission. Mm. They could get called to just serve in Salt Lake City at the genealogical library. Right. Um, My my in-laws were called on a mission uh, to to go to a a ward here in Salt Lake City. They're they're in a suburb of Salt Lake, but uh they an inner city ward where there was a lot of like problem members oh a lot of under uh, people you know people who didn't have a lot of money people mm-hmm. who maybe had uh some mental health issues or whatever sure, yeah and they were just there to the sort of be friends yeah exactly. essentially with these people so kind of a fellowship mission yeah of sorts yeah, yeah. Um, and so they be and, fr- and so they be friends with them until their mission's over and then they probably won't ever like be friends <laughs> with them ever again <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that's another one is you can be called to like, go and and specifically try to um work with the less active members of the church yes bring them bring them back into the fold or whatever yeah oh okay so one one last question from jennifer because i think this is a good one uh she says i'm also complete i'm always completely unprepared when the missionaries come to my door do i sit and talk and try to sway them is that my duty as an atheist (laughs) i i think you have no duty whatsoever with a couple 18 year old kids who have but but here's the deal here's the here is one thing that i i I will say about atheists and the impact talking to atheists had on my life. Okay. Uh, while I was on my mission is that I really started having to deal with some of the things that I was hearing mm. from I was having to like they they were definitely introducing ideas to me that took a minute to resonate 
and then they were pushed seeds. my doubts about the Mormon church into a totally different realm. Right. Into a realm of being doubts about God. Let me tell and, you. And, and recognizing that it was okay. And a couple of these people really called me on um, sort of the activity of what does it mean to be like, what are you doing? This mm. isn't a mission. You're going to try to get people to join your church. You're not yeah. providing any service. You're the marketing wing. Yeah. Like you're not a missionary. Right. And and I think that like 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 I, I have specific people that I can remember and slightly visualize mm. still. So I kinda still remember their faces, but I definitely remember what they said to me and mm. I remember the setting in which I met them. And uh I mean one of the guys told me uh, we we met him. We were just chatting with him in the park, and um, and he said, "You would do better and more good in the world to go buy a pack of cigarettes for those homeless people over there." Wow. He said, "You would do that." Must have rocked more, your young Mormon world. More good doing that. You that must have rocked your young Mormon world to hear that. I had that. no response. <laughs> I had no response for him. You didn't think, well, he's just a stupid non-believer who doesn't know? I never thought that way. Okay. So but, we, but, we, we need to move on. But okay. I do. I want to just say, people, you're not going to... Missionaries in general, no matter whether they're Mormon or whatever, they have mouths, they don't have ears. Yeah. Meaning you're not going to talk them into anything. Right. The best you can do is point out things that don't make sense to you. Right. If you want to talk to them, you have you are under no obligation to talk to anybody. Right. So if if they're just going to annoy you, just say no thank you and and politely close the door. But if you want to be nice, you could offer them a glass of water. You can offer them a glass of water or or because they're almost if, if always you, thirsty. If, if, if you want to be a shit, you can offer them a beer and then that's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> but you can offer them a glass of water and then if you want to talk to them, go ahead. Yeah. Hear what they have to say, but but and but don't ever expect that you can you can't convert them. No. But as Frank has pointed out, you could plant some interesting seeds. Yeah. You can say, you know, you can point out when their story doesn't make sense to you. Yeah. And that's fine. So believe me, they'll find a way to tell you their story. Oh, they will. They're they'll good work at it, it in any old way. You can so, be having a conversation about anything. And so, they'll find a so, way to I mean, it to you know, story. if you're interested, go ahead and listen. If you're not, just get rid of them. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, we got a we got a uh uh an an email from Tim uh in the UK. Okay. Because um, we mentioned, uh, we were talking about Mother Teresa. Was that mm, last week? It was, yeah. Yeah, it all blurs together for me. And uh, and he sent us a, a, a bunch of YouTube videos of um, of Malcolm Muggridge, mm-hmm. who's, who was sort of Mother Teresa's big UK champion. Yep. Uh, and he was, he, he basically said, he said, uh, you're probably not as familiar uh, with him as those of us here in the UK. So I thought I'd send you some. He sent us some some great little videos, and that and uh, obviously we can't play them all on the air. Well, we should post some. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, yeah, <laughs> it's videos of uh, John Cleese and Michael Palin <laughs> talking with this guy <laughs> and from uh, from Monty Python. Uh-huh. It, was, it was great. Oh, anyway, I just wanted right. to shout out and say thanks. He said thanks, uh, he says he loves the podcast, oh. and he has left a review on iTunes. Wonderful that you and I can't read because it's in, because the, it's in, in, the, UK. in the UK. But I wonder what our star rating is over there. <laughs> Who the hell knows? But he <laughs> also, and I wanted to really uh, thank him for this. He is a donor. 
Oh, he donated to us, and that was uh, really sweet of him. We have another donor also, Stephen, donated this week. Uh, So both of you, uh, we really appreciate your donations. Very, very generous. Um, Let's uh, let's get on to talking about. Well, we have our trip, and it's coming up, folks. It is coming up. It's it's next month, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, It looks like right now. It's going to run um, from May 13th. Holy crap, that's true. I know. uh, Through May 27th. We've got a a basic itinerary laid out. Yes. In fact, why don't I just, should I just list the cities that have made the list? Okay. And then, and then, so, so here's sort of the idea, okay, is that we have this itinerary and we've set it up and it's not fixed in stone. At this point, that's true. Uh, this is going to be the, it's it's pretty set in in that uh, the time frames sort of count on each other, right? But if something comes up, if there's something great, mm-hmm. we will try to get to it, right? Uh, exactly. If if it works in in our schedule, so so we're going to start on the 13th in Dallas. Oh, I, I'm sorry, we'll make it to Dallas on the 13th, but we're actually going to do some stuff in this in the Texas Panhandle. Mm, on, yeah. uh, on the 13th the 14th will be dallas the 15th will be austin i mean this is this is a quick trip folks we yeah, are covering we, a lot of ground we don't get to see all of the sites or any anything like that no, but we'll not tr- all of them we'll see some though yeah we're gonna try and um, make it to the ones that are most pertinent to this show this we're doing this for you people yeah. this isn't for us this isn't our thing like i said before it's we're not gonna have fun <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna have lots of fun. Um, all right, uh, May sixteenth, Houston. Yeah. Uh, May seventeenth, New Orleans. Uh, May eighteenth, um, let's just call it Alabama. I, I have I have Montgomery down right now, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of the stuff that I was looking at was kind of en route to or, or after Montgomery. Okay. Um, so, but anyways, we will be going through Montgomery. Yeah. Um, uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're gonna. Be out in the. My understandings is uh, that Murfreesboro is a suburb of Nashville in Tennessee. Uh, in Tennessee, so we're going to be the going date through there. there. That's May twentieth. Okay, so uh, we made it to the twentieth in Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, uh, May twenty first, Memphis. Yeah. Uh, May twenty second, Clarksdale, Mississippi. We're, we're going to go to Clarksdale, That's, right? Yeah. We're gonna, um, I'm going to try and sell my soul. Oh. Good, you should um, see what you can get for it. I, I might be able to play the guitar <laughs> when we come back. When we come trip. back, I'll be able to play the guitar. <laughs> May twenty third, Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which uh, multiple listeners have told us will be a a good place to visit. Yes, and then uh, since my family is in um, uh, the uh, in Oklahoma, uh, we're going to spend a couple days in uh, Fort Gibson, saying hi to the folks. Yep. And then uh, we're going to move on to Tulsa on the 26th, mm-hmm. and then we're going to hit Topeka on the 27th, and we're going to uh, drive by the Peace House and hopefully talk to the folks there. Maybe uh, maybe the even goal. see a Phelps. Ooh. <clears throat> Wait, wave. Should, wave to a should, Phelps. We should make a sign for the Westboro Baptists. We should yeah. make a sign to donate to them. Yeah, sure. We'll make a sign that's against us, specifically. <laughs> see if we can get them holding it. Okay. With us. A big picture. Who knows? Who knows? God hates atheist fags so that that's the rundown <laughs> of the trip and 
so the purpose of this whole thing is obviously to meet you guys. As We're many, trying to get out to you people. As, as many of our listeners as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, and so if you're in one of these towns, we want to hear from you specifically. Like, Absolutely. This is not a, oh, someone else will email us. No, you should email us if you're in these areas. We're gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say our email address right now, and then yes. we'll say it again at the end. Yeah. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. We're gonna throw a thing up on the blog at thankgodimatheist.com about Absolutely. this stuff. Um, but you know, maybe you're maybe you are a participant in a local atheist group, mm. and maybe you guys like to have speakers or visitors or yeah. whatever i mean we or could just come to one of your meetings just, and just have beers and with just us. drink coffee with you or drink beer or uh whatever um and so that that's that's our goal that's the whole purpose of this trip is to be out and meeting people right um so so point one is if you want to meet with us and hang out and have a good time great uh let us know yes point two is we don't know some of the crazy shit that's out there. Yeah. We know some of it. Right. We have internet access. Yeah. So we we do know we what's... We can find a lot of stuff. But, but you're... You, there's but, stuff here in Salt Lake that we could point you to the, that you'll, you'll never, never find right. on, a, on, an, on an internet search. So, and we, so we need a ground team. Right. What are we calling them? Ground crew? Ground crew. Or the street team. We haven't settled on. We, we haven't... But we need people who are, who are on our side... To to be looking out for good stuff for us to see, for us to do, for us to hear, right? While we're out in these places, right? So so we're putting you to work, folks. Right. We need you to get out there and figure out what we can what we can use. It, you know, just we're we're looking for crazy religious stuff. We're mm-hmm. looking for you scary know, religious stuff. scary religious stuff. Whatever you know, if, if there's a good ghost tour in New Orleans, mm, maybe haunted we, house. Ooh, I'd love to see a haunted, like a old. Haunted plantation house. Oh, that'd be that'd fun. Be fun. But you know, or just a non-haunted, but but like there's an evangelical Christian who's going to holler mm. at us or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that's all of this stuff is great. Yeah. Uh, that's what we don't even know what we're looking for. Short of if it's pertinent pertinent to this show, we're going to find it. We right. want to find it. Right. And we want you to help us. Right. Um. So. And, uh- and I would also say if we're being dumb about this in any way, mm. right? Like if you, if you have like, some good ideas, if you have some good ideas, or if you want to warn us about, like, <laughs> don't go be atheists over there. Right, right. That would also be good to hear. Sure, sure. Um, because, you know, yeah. let's face it, we don't know those things. Um, and so anyways, yeah. So if you're, if you're near the iten- any of these cities that are on the itinerary. Or if you um, used to live. Or if you, right. In that area. But if you, again, oh. if you think that, you know, um, maybe you're near it. But you you know we should be over in your town right. instead. Um, then not uh, because you have the best barbecue, no, but because because we just don't have but, time, right? But but we'd like to know you know if it if it if it meets sort of the, the the purpose of why we're out there, which is meeting you guys and seeing crazy religious stuff, right? Then we're willing to to slightly diverge. We from will, we will swerve to get to you. Um, so please you know email us also podcast at thinkonamethias.com. And give us the reasons why right. you think we might want or you to can merge. you can mention us you know, you know message us on facebook or any any of those ways of getting to us, just so that we know uh you know just give us a give us some hints here, yeah, and, and so like if you want to volunteer yes. to, to to help in sort of the sense of being like part of the ground crew um you know like you're you'd be like the point person in Murfreesboro, 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> then um uh, please let us know because we a yeah. little bit of on the ground if you're willing help. if and you're willing to lot, do it just be a lot of work. A little bit of footwork for us yeah. it would be great. We want to meet you know I know that for instance in Austin there's a there's a huge atheist community. Yeah. Uh we'd love to meet as many of you as we can. Um we'd yeah. love to meet other podcasters. Yeah. Uh, you know, just whatever. We're right. we're just out there to see all of y'all. So basically, the point right now, the 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 message that we'd like everybody to hear, <laughs> who's still listening. Yeah, if, um, if we haven't totally if we, bored if, you yeah. to death. I this. figure if you're still listening, you're probably interested in this whole thing. Um, is we're casting a wide net here. Yeah, that, that's sort of the, the the message that I would like to to get out there, which is, you know, like the, the, we. We want to. We want to hear from you, and we want to meet you. Mm. And we, all we need, is to know where you are. Right. Right. And so, and that's P.S. Kind of if the... this all sounds haphazard and stuff, we do have some very fun plans <laughs> coming up. Yeah. No, we do. Just so you know, there's yeah. there's we... going to be some good stuff coming right. coming your way. But this is sort of the, this is the, this is the part where we're just asking for some help. And um, yeah, yeah. So please, please help us. We're excited. Yeah. I'm 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 excited to meet you folks to get yeah. out there and just see see the 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 world, see the part of our country that scares me the most. Yeah, at least in terms of like, I mean, I'm sure everybody's really nice. Yeah, I'm just worried. I you know when when there are states that are trying to declare a state religion, not that we're going to North Carolina, but right. uh, you know this is this is the Bible Belt. This is uh, ground zero for what we're talking about here. I, I think I think it's. I've always felt that it's important that all Americans get to the Bible Belt at some point. <laughs> it helps us understand our country a lot better. Absolutely, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm dead serious. Yeah, um, I because get... spending a few years of my of my growing up of my of my adolescence in Oklahoma mm-hmm. really changed my perspective of the country. Yeah, and so like I I I feel like I kind of get a lot of like what you know. What has happened politically to our country? Sure, I, like I, I think it's very beneficial. I think it's very good to get out and meet people who are, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing is, if you guys live down there and you know, you know, a religious per- or a pastor or something, and that you think we should meet, that we should have a conversation with, I'd love to do that too. Absolutely. We, uh, you know, this, the, I think Frank's right. You, this is about learning. Mm-hmm. We're going down there to learn what what's going on, and because I've got you know I've been to New York a bunch of times, I've been to L.A., right. I've been to you know right. the Pacific Northwest. I get the the hippy dippy liberal thing, right? I got it. Yeah, <laughs> you got that down. It's time for me to learn the other thing, <laughs> but just also as kind of a teaser of what what's coming up with with the road trip and one of the activities that we're going to be doing on it. Mm. Um, obviously we're out there for a couple of weeks. We will be, we will be podcasting on our normal schedule. Yeah. But in addition to that, we're going to be, um, shooting videos daily. Yeah. That we're going to be posting and that we'll actually, hopefully, as long as it all works out technically, they'll be coming out on through the, um, the podcast feed. Yeah. So you're not going to have to go and like look for them or anything. It's, it's going to be a part of, the the video service that that Libsyn offers. Okay, I don't know. Maybe you'll have to sign up for something, or with, it'll separate, also it'll also be, it'll on, also YouTube. be up on YouTube. It'll be on and our blog. It'll absolutely. be on the Facebook. We'll 
we're, we're, we're definitely going to point be pointing to it. We're splashing the, this all over the internet. This is not just about Dan and me going to the to the Bible Belt, but it's about us hopefully sharing. Yes, that experience. Right, and um, and 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 having it be a part of what we're trying to do and our with our podcast. Yeah, we'll be sharing our observations. Yeah, absolutely, like observing things. Wonderful. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Go there. Like us. Um, yeah. And, awesome. and do be sure that you go to the one call that is Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Because yeah. uh, there's there's other places out on the Facebook that say, thank God I'm atheist or thank, thank God, God I'm an atheist. An atheist. Or right. Thank God, comma, atheism or whatever. Just you <laughs> thank know. God for atheism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and we're you can also write to us. We, pencils out, everybody. It's Ooh. podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message at 424-666-8442. Uh, we'd like to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use uh, some of their music yeah. as our opening and closing. Um, we're, we're almost to 200 ratings on US iTunes. We could get up to, true. to 200 people. We're very, very, very close. Go rate us. Yep. And, um, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.